0: This is The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk.
1: Welcome to The Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. At the recommendation of a great leader in the arts in Western New York, Bonnie Gordon Flickinger, we have today Lucia Caracci-Edrer, and she is Honorary Vice Counsel of Italy. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about her background. Lucia's professional career has always involved work with immigrant and refugee issues. As she points out, this work has always been about service and is never a nine-to-five job. After completing college in three years, Lucia worked at the International Institute of Buffalo from 72 to 92 as an assistant program director and caseworker resettling immigrants and refugees in West New York. In those capacities, Lucia also worked as an official observer in the United Nations refugee camps in Thailand, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia. Our guest today, the Honorary Vice-Council of Italy, Lucia Caracci Ederer. Let's talk a little bit about what you do in your work with immigrants and refugee issues as there's so much concern about refugees and immigrants today with our immigration laws. Tell us, what do you do, Lucia?
0: Well, first, thank you for having me. And um, my, um, as you know, my name is Lucia. Lucia is in Spanish. That's how it's pronounced. But Lucia as in Santa Lucia. Everyone a knows song. that song. Beautiful song. <laughs> yes, which is about sailing, by the way, not about saint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always remind people of that. And, yes, obviously there's um, there's a lot of talk about immigrants and refugees, and they are definitely two different categories legally under the immigration law, and I'm not going to go into that, but um, obviously our... It, Italian immigrants come under the immigrant category which means that they have a family sponsor. And since we have such a large Italian community in in uh, western New York and actually in all of New York State has the largest Italian community in the US.
1: I think in New York State it's the biggest voting block in the state of New York of, of, New York of are Italian, Italian Americans, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah
0: and uh, so w- the uh, italian government has had a representation in uh, this area since the 1890s already and we continue i'm one of uh, a few honorary consuls in this area we have uh, japan and germany and france besides myself. I I don't know really if there is anyone else. And our main concern is Italian citizens. That is um, because many people obviously have still a direct connection to Italy. And whether it may be family members, inheritance, pensions, um, anything that may still connect them to to their homeland. And so this is what we, as vice consuls we try to to um, assist them with. If we can save them a trip to the Consulate General in New York City, then that's what we do. We do their passports, their fingerprinting so they don't have to make a personal appearance. And things of this nature. But every day, every day there's something new. Because we never know what, who, and what is on the other end of the phone.
1: Very good. Our guest again is Lucia Caracci Edor, and she is honorary vice Counsel of Italy. And you were talking about Santa Lucia, and I'm a good friend of Rose Nowak, and her maiden name was Santa Lucia. Santa Lucia. <laughs> and her her brother, uh, Tom, is an attorney in Western York. Thomas Santa, Santa Lucia. Lucia. Yeah. So and I love the song Santa Lucia. It's a beautiful song. So very good. Now I want to mention one thing. ESPN fifteen twenty is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN fifteen twenty dot com and clicking on the radio dot com or listen tab. Now let's talk a little bit on your past history and I'm fond of the International Institute of Buffalo. I know Uh, Debbie Bellani, does an excellent job as the Chief Financial Officer there today, and uh, I was on the board there for about 15 years with Bill McGavern, Um, so that was probably between some of the time you were there, probably between 1990 and 2005. So let's talk about uh, what you did at the International Institute as you were there for 20 years as Assistant Program Director and Caseworker.
0: Yes, the International Institute is really one of those fine, really great places in Buffalo. Um, at that time, it was a United Way agency, and I was I was hired by uh, Mrs. Elizabeth Ponafidine, who was from Russia.
1: Oh, yes, she
0: had come out of the the uh, Russian Revolution, and I had I went in to volunteer. During the summer, because I had started my um, teaching career, and since I had free time during the summer, I thought that would be a good place to volunteer and spend some time. And and um, as it were, Mrs. Ponteveden offered me a job mm-hmm. because the, um, the program director was retiring, and so she needed someone in that department, and... Um, But she explained to me everything that needed to be done, and she um, very affectionately told me that you have to be able to afford this job because in nonprofit organizations, you do not earn a very high salary. And uh, so I started at the International Institute, and uh, we did all kinds of programming, and uh, international programs, and I do remember you. I think from
1: I had more the, hair than
0: <laughs> and and Mr. McGavern and yeah, a lot of the people on the board, and, and
1: we worked with Teddy Nitschko, who's yes, a very fine man. Uh, yes,
0: and Mr. Mason Damon was president of the board at one time, and so it was really a wonderful place. And I was in the in the um, activities and programming, so we used to do a lot of international concerts and singing and dance group and, well, I still have some of the pictures from International Institute. Well, I may be in uh, some
1: of them. It's a wonderful organization.
0: Yes, and I started when it was still at 1260 Delaware near Gate Circle. And I had... I
1: was after they moved.
0: Yes. So then... um, the But interestingly, the International Institute started as a project of the YWCA. And originally it was located near where City Hall is on Niagara Square. And they were working with, with immigrant girls. And a lot of them at that time were Italian and Polish. Uh-huh. So that's the that's the origins of the institute
1: a wonderful organization and again our guest uh, Lucia Karachi-Edderer was involved there at the International Institute from 72 to 92 if you're listening in Chictawaga or Toronto or Manhattan Please drop us a note to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. And we have received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand, so we'd like to hear from you and our Canadian and European listeners. A little plug here regarding the Ampol Legal newspaper. For 60 years, the Ample Legal has been Polonia's newspaper, sharing our Polish heritage with the readers news feature articles great columns and recipes have filled our pages for six decades if you haven't read our paper we invite you to try our winter special Six months for $15. That's 26 issues, including our great Easter editions for only $15. Call seven one six eight three five nine four five four to order or click on the services menu on our website, www.ampoleagle.com, and put Winter Special in the comments box. A little bit more information about Lucia Karachi-Edreur. She served as an interpreter at the 1980 Winter Olympic Games at Lake Placid and at the 1984 Winter Olympic Games in Sarajevo. She also worked at the World University Games in Buffalo in 92. Her knowledge of Italian, Spanish, French, and several Italian dialects has made her regular court interpreter. Our guest today, the Honorary Vice Consul of Italy, Lucia caracci Editor, now you gave me a book here. Now is this your husband who wrote this? Yes, Martin. Martin Edder. Edder. and the book is an Italian immigrant community in the Scala Brignian Fathers. Uh, what is this book about, and where can people buy this book? Uh, tell us about that.
0: Well, the book is really a study of the Italian community uh, that developed on the waterfront around St. Anthony's Church and the Scalabrinian missionaries have uh, founded by Bishop Scalabrini have worked with um, with immigrants and refugees people that have been uh, uh, uprooted um, and they work all over the world and Bishop Scalabrini had a special a special fondness I should say or a special interest and concern um, for people who who left their homeland for um, one reason or another, so it is. Um, they can call St. Anthony's Church if anyone is interested in in, um, in the book. It's probably the most um, in-depth study of uh, of any ethnic community, I think, in this area.
1: Now another thing that you gave to me were the brochures on Carnavaldi, music unmasked with the women of Vivaldi and East and West, and uh, the Northern Lights. Could you tell yes. us about these programs so listeners throughout western New York and southern Canada can go to these events, okay?
0: Well, we've always... Well, being in, in the work that I've been in and uh, and obviously programming and socialization programs have always been an important part as, as well as teaching English or teaching Italian and uh, creating understanding, really, among people. And one of our um, projects because I was involved at St. Anthony's Church for so long was um, the Camerada di Sant'Antonio we, we uh, used the volunteers that were coming to the church and we we organized we created this uh, chamber music orchestra and it's been 16 years now and uh, so we one of our we have four concerts a year and one coming up in, in um, um, February will be Carnevaldi, and we're doing Vivaldi in in the original scoring. That now are these free
1: and open to the public?
0: They're not free, um, unfortunately. Um, but most the money really goes to pay for the musicians, and usually the the um, Admission is between fifteen and twenty dollars, but it's less for students, less for seniors, and so on. And we, of course, as part of my job, I try to to interest people and to anything I think that brings people to Italy or or uh, makes them aware of Italian culture for us, it's a good thing. and so, We've um, I've always organized so many different programs along these lines, and we also my husband and I volunteer in um, with different organizations in the German German clubs because he's German and Austrian and the Italian obviously, and uh, we are also involved at Corpus Christi Church because Corpus Christi has some beautiful paintings be that very are. Beautiful. Uh, renditions of uh, Italian paintings of Raffaello. I
1: love Italy. I've been there 25 times, Uh, been throughout Rome, Milan, uh, Florence, Capri uh, several times, and I was very fortunate to have 17 audiences with uh, His Holiness John Paul II, because I'm Polish and Uh, he's Polish, so we had some common links with with his uh, right arm. Uh, Father Jivish, Jivish. Yeah, who is uh, a good friend of mine. So um, we're very uh, happy to support um, Italy and its culture. Um, let's talk uh, a little bit about what you did. This is quite interesting that you were an official observer in the United Nations refugee camps in Thailand, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Singapore, and Indonesia, so you must have deep sensitivity to refugees, as we have so many refugees in Western New York and Southern Ontario, uh, let's talk about uh, what you did um, as an official observer, Lucia Caracci, Edward, Honorary Vice Council of Italy.
0: Well, as um, at that time, you must remember the boat people, the uh, Vietnamese that were right. were uh, coming out of Vietnam, and uh, some of them had very tragic. Um, circumstances obviously and they were well they were trying to go anywhere where they could land or a boat I guess Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) and
0: during their time you know the refugees if they are they become a UN um, they're protected by the UN in, in refugee camps and then many different countries who who accept refugees go in to interview them and that's how they um, you know they get processed and vetted and so on and that's how you have Vietnamese people in Sweden or Norway Uh and I was sent with uh, a colleague from um, Minneapolis St. Paul Minnesota who was Vietnamese and to observe the conditions in the camps mm-hmm. and the services that were that are uh, rendered in the camps like the the uh, health health services also the um um education services there if they're taught languages what materials they use um the security that's in the camps and some of them obviously are very well but the united nations is there at the uh, at the pleasure of the host country so some of those um, conditions would not be as you know as good as we would like them to be but at least they are in a s- secure place
1: very good we're learning a great deal from our guest lucia karachi edrur honorary vice council of Italy on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. If you're listening in Montreal, South Buffalo, or Northern Florida, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read letters from our Canadian and European listeners with their 50,000 watts of clear channel power. A little bit more information about the Honorary Vice Council of Italy, Lucia Caracci, editor. From 92 to 2012, Lucia was activities coordinator at St. Anthony of Padua Church in Buffalo, where she strengthened existing programs and created new programs by expanding the intellectual, social, and cultural offerings and reach of the parish. In 98, Lucia was named honorary vice council of Italy for the eight counties of western New York, a position she still Holds. Now let's uh, talk about this important position what you do with people who come to you for help with your homeland of Italy and tell us about all the details.
0: Well, as I said before, every day is something new and something different. And just today I received an email from Italy of someone whose relatives died in the state of Delaware. And the state of Delaware send them a notice that there are unclaimed funds oh. in the state. So, how do I go about? That? They, I have a notice. I don't understand. I don't understand what I have to do, mm-hmm. and how much is it going to cost me to get an attorney to, in order oh. to to do this and mm-hmm. and so on. So, there's, as I say, um, people have many different problems. Whether it's um, Divorce, it's marriage, it's um, um, going to school, obtaining, uh, translating documents, all of the things that really connect them to to where they were born, where they came from, and so that is what we we try to do, and we are obviously a limited authority. Um, I work under the consulate general in New York City. And if it is something that I am uh, authorized to do, then I can save people a trip to New York. Otherwise, they have to go in person. And obviously the consulate generals work under the embassies in Washington, but um, I think the Italians are still fortunate that they have some representation locally because the other countries, they have to deal directly with... Um, New York City so we still try uh, Italy has always tried to follow their people around the world and we have almost a whole other country overseas North America, South America, Australia and in Europe so there's probably more Italian, Italians overseas than in Italy itself.
1: Very good, well it's wonderful work you do again I know you have events coming up right now, and our uh, director of production, Kevin Carr, is studying them right now. Um, and these are events that are coming up uh, with the Italian-American community in western New York. And if you can give the dates and time so our public who's listening to the Ross Report on ESPN AM 1520 can Im- attend these important programs.
0: Well, I will. Um, we will be having the, the Carnevaldi on, at St. Anthony's Church, February 24th, and we have a um, a ladies' um, concert, um, a ladies' uh, what do you call it? Choir, chorus, yes, uh-huh. chorus, and who will be performing the works in their original um, scoring by Vivaldi. And you know, Vivaldi was a priest, they called him the Red Priest because he had red hair, and he taught in a girls' school so the uh, the choral works are written for women and then uh, our last concert of the Camerada di Sant'Antonio we named it for Sant'Antonio for the saint and Saint Anthony's Church Um, the next one will be East meets West on uh, May 5th and it will also be at Saint Anthony's and we it's uh Christopher Weber is uh, our conductor mm-hmm. and he's a very skilled um gentleman, and we try to not copy what what other what other orchestras are doing, so it's always something unique
1: very good. Well, these are wonderful programs, and at ESPN AM 1520, I and Kevin Carr encourage all of our listeners to attend these important uh, cultural and artistic events in the Italian-American community. Again, our guest is Lucia caracci Edward, Honorary Vice Counsel for the country of Italy. Now, you moved the offices of the uh, Vice Consulate of Italy from Buffalo to the Niagara Arts and Cultural Center in Niagara Falls, New York, and arts and civic leader Bonnie Gordon Flickinger um, mentioned this to me and recommended you be on the program. Could you please explain why you moved the offices for the Vice Consulate of Italy?
0: Well, I'm really for all of Western New York and uh, the Vice Consulate being an honorary uh, position means that we are really honorary that means there we do not we are not a salaried position mm-hmm. so we um we work at the same time at the pleasure of the consulate general and we have a fee for service um scale that we have to adhere to so the um the we have to be very careful, obviously, how much we can pay for rent. And the rents, as they went up, I had to look for a different place. And naturally, they told me, you have eight counties in western New York, so there must be somewhere cheaper than Delaware Avenue. Mm -hmm. And that's why you know really we moved to to Niagara Falls but we have found that Niagara Falls has been very welcoming and there are also there's a a large Italian community there and they they're underserved in many ways so they were very extremely happy to to uh, to have us there and and it's also very convenient because it's very accessible and sometimes people are going to Niagara Falls or to Canada anyway And now that my counterpart in um, Rochester has retired, there isn't really any other vice consul in all of New York State. So there's only me at this end and the consulate general at the other end. So people would always prefer to come to western New York than to go to Manhattan.
1: Uh, Lucia Caracci, Editor is Honorary Vice Council of Italy. Uh, we have about a minute left if you can tell why you highlight the uh, cultures and people of our area through the Italian-American community.
0: Well, why is, as I say, um, we like to present Italy in the best way possible and, and encourage people to, to, um, to visit Italy. Tourism is very important to Italy. And also, this way, um, our Italian products, which are we think they're some of the best and high-end products that may interest them, um, is very important, obviously, to the Italian economy. And also, our Italian culture sort of speaks for itself; it's our calling card, so to speak. And so we um, we try to do to organize as many things as we can in uh, our little world here in this area
1: i'm sorry we have to bring the <laughs> rusk report to a close we've learned so much from the honorary vice council of italy, italy uh, lucia caracci edrer Special thanks to Kevin Carr, director of production for the past 15 years, and we thank Bonnie Gordon Flickinger, leader of the arts in upstate New York, for recommending this program. We have coming up Stephen Cotton with the Challenger Learning Center, and Marissa Marulli a famous photographer, videographer from California. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding the program on the Michelangelo painting with Marty Kober, David Brennerman, Society of Four Arts, and United States Congressman Chris Collins. Thank you for enlightening us, Lucia Karachi, editor. Have a great week.
0: You've been listening to the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,